Hello, welcome back to Alpha Reviews, and sincerely, thank you for coming back. It has been a really long time since you last saw us. Last time, I think you saw us was summertime. Now we're going into the Christmas season. Um, as you can probably tell, this is not Franco you've got up on your screens, or when you hear the voice, this isn't Franco that you'll be listening to. Um, so Franco is away on university, and then I had to take a um, break from all social media due to work. But I'm happy to be back, and today we will be covering Edward hands. and today I'm joined by Jennifer Vega. Hi, how are you? I'm too bad, Jennifer. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. And I just realized I think it's perfect that we're talking about Edward Scissorhands going into the holidays because this movie is one that I watch on a regular basis every single holiday season because of the snow, just the vibes. So I think it's perfect that we're doing this right now. No, Jennifer is absolutely amazing when it comes to film talk. You can find her on Twitter, on Jennifer V Movies, and what's your YouTube channel? My YouTube is Jennifer Vega, so yeah, just search up my name on YouTube and it should come up, and I'm really excited if you guys go and check out my channel. Um, It'll be a lot of fun. Now, I actually discovered Jennifer, not through mutual friends, but actually she did a Bond um, series at one point, and um, as you all know, I am a, quite a big fan, so... Wow, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I discovered it. And so we'll be covering Edward Scissorhands. Um, so j last time we recorded, we promised to do the French film Elle, which is quite the jump in terms of films, but it's been so long, so we just, I just, at that point, the idea of it got old, so I wanted to do something else. Jennifer actually chose Edward Scissorhands, so what made you come around to Edward Scissorhands, Jennifer? Well, when you told me to pick something with the letter E, literally, like, it didn't take me long to think about it because this is one of my favorite, one of Tim Burton's best, in my opinion. And also because it is December, it is the holiday vibes. Like, this movie, I, I just, I said it in the beginning, I always watch this with my family during this time. It's kind of like a, a little tradition because, I don't know, it feels cozy, even though this movie gets very dark at times. And I just love this movie. This is one of my favorites, and I'm I'm always happy to talk about it. I've always been to film as a kid, and one of my childhood favorites was... This and Charlie and Chocolate Factory. However, I rewatched Charlie and Chocolate Factory about a year ago, and I was, I hate to sound pretentious, but I was honestly ashamed of myself for liking that as much as I did as a kid, because I Actually, really just. I've always thought it was an unpopular opinion, but I don't like that movie. For some reason, since I was little, like, I remember all of my friends were, like, really obsessed with it, and some are still are, which, I mean, to each their own. Like, go ahead and like that movie. But I've never liked it, and I remember, like, my friends were always like, why don't you like this movie? It's so much fun. How can you like, like, all of these, like, quote-unquote, like, weird movies, you know what I mean? Like, and not like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I'm like, no, I don't know. It's not for me. That's, like, one of those movies that I will never understand, like, it's not even that I don't understand the appeal. It's just like, I feel like, I like I'm like i not getting the same viewing experience as somebody who loves it, if that makes sense. So, yeah. No, I never came around to it. I just thought it was weird. I didn't get why Johnny Depp was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, never, I never thought it. I was like, I, I don't like this. I always also just thought like, as a little kid, I always was very freaked out by it. And I did not like the character. Like I thought he was very creepy and I didn't understand why like, <laughs> like I didn't get why there was a movie about him. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> He reminds me of Michael Jackson in it, and I don't know why. It's stupid. Oh <laughs> well, I, it, it, it almost feels like that's what he was going for in it, though, with like the long hair, the high-pitched voice. Anyway. Yeah, no, so you're right. Yeah. Jennifer brought up um, Edwards as a hand, and I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. At the same time, though, I was kind of like, oh, fuck's sakes, because it meant I had to watch something, and I didn't want my childhood to be tarnished. But to be fair, I rewatched it earlier on today, mm -hmm. and I was pleasantly surprised with how good it is. It is... um definitely a tim burton film just from yes. the get-go yeah. you don't get more tim burton than, than this it's really just well put together i thought on a technical level it was just genuinely fantastic and i genuinely had a really good time with it and um i'm just curious to know where you're coming from with it jennifer well 
Tim Burton has always been a hit or miss director for me. I like him and sometimes I feel like his movies have more style over like actual substance and a good plot in my opinion. I don't know if that's unpopular or not, but this movie, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I want to say fourth or fifth grade. I was, I was really young and I saw it in school and I was just mesmerized by it. And a lot of the themes and a lot of the things that the movie talks about, I didn't get when I was a child, like at all and I was just like very amazed by it I remember just the little like wait little side note we can talk spoilers here right yeah oh yeah um I just remember like as a kid like I like at the beginning when the old lady comes out and then at the end when it's revealed to be Kim I was like like full circle moment like that was I like I remember that like if it was yesterday like I was so shocked I was like wow like this is such great writing such great like just this world that was built is beautiful it's also just a movie that I don't know I feel like they made Edward Scissorhands this character that you know is obviously very out of this world and very fictional feel very real and I think a lot of people can relate to that and when I was a kid the first time I saw it I felt like I resonated with him in a way in a weird way I felt like I could understand him and it was just one of those few times as a child when I saw a movie that I just I genuinely was like blown away because I feel like when you're a kid or at least in my case I liked a lot of the movies I saw there was there like I was just very into a lot of movies when I was younger but this one I was just like wow that is a movie and every single time that I rewatch this movie I think it's aged beautifully I I think it it just continues to get better and I think even like today even though this movie was made years ago the messages and the themes can be so applied today and so many people can like just take good use of the themes that this movie has and that's just one of my favorite parts about the movie you can tell why it would be captivating to a child though because it it for a kid's film there is a lot to it and it yeah. and I feel like if you're one of those parents where you want to get your kids into film it's a good stepping stone in terms of yeah. it's appropriate for kids but it also has so much to it for kids mm-hmm. and adults it's very grand it's it's oh don't so on like a technical level it's very big obviously the production design's beautiful the makeup it's there's a lot to talk about in terms of filmmaking with this one um, I was so obviously in terms of Johnny Depp, um, he's not everyone's favorite to talk about at the moment. But you can't underestimate him as an actor. And I was having a look at his IMDb, and what I thought was incredible is that he hadn't been in, in the scene that much at this point. I don't even think he's well known. He'd done Nightmare on Elm Street, then gone on to Plat- Platoon, to then Cry Baby, then yeah. to Sis- Edward Scissorhands, and I just think that's an amazing four first films to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also a lot of range because I feel like I feel like the roles that he had before with the ones that you just mentioned, like I haven't seen Cry Baby, I haven't seen Ill, and I have seen um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like they're kind of similar roles, and then you kind of get into this movie Edward Scissorhands, where he looks completely different. And I just think it was very bold of him to want to do this movie because I think I think this movie is very bold. I think it does it takes a lot of risk, and I'm just really happy he got the part because I I don't see this movie without Tim Burton. I mean without Johnny Depp (laughs) and it's just something that like I mean who knows somebody else might have been casted and I would have said the same thing but to me Edward Scissorhands is Johnny Depp I love him and the and one of the coolest things about it too is that he barely even talks he does a lot of it with just his like facial expressions and his movements and it's brilliant I think he's he's just great in the movie and he makes the character he makes the character live up to the to the titular role Edward Scissorhands oh no I agree and I think something about Johnny Johnny Depp he's always it's weird. He he he's he's like Jim Carrey, where he's always remembered mm-hmm. for his like wacko comical roles. And even though kind of Edward Scissorhands is in the middle, I think it's really sad that he goes so underrated as an actor because he's done so much more than that. And I'm just having a look now. Like 
he's like responsible for like some of my favorite films like i like platoon donnie brasco blow he's he's got a lot mm -hmm. to him and um just to say just to kind of refer to him as that kind of you know kind of what do you call him like jim carrey nicholas cage -esque actor i think yeah. is really unfair on him Mm -hmm. I agree I think he always just he I think uh, I mean as far as every single movie that I've seen him in he just becomes the character really well where it's like I don't even see the actor I see the character and I think that's one of the best things any actor can do because as with someone as recognizable as Johnny Depp today of course it's really easy for me to watch one of his movies and be like oh yeah that's Johnny Depp and obviously I recognize that it's him but when I watch a movie especially like Edward Scissorhands I don't like immediately go to think of Johnny Depp I immediately go to think of this character and I can like differentiate his different characters and I think it's something that's just really brilliant when an actor can do that and I'll always applaud him and I'll always support him for just being that great of an actor so obviously also in this film is Dinah West and Alan Arkin playing mum and dad. No, I think they both go really understated for the kind of same old thing because obviously um, Dinah West is known for Hannah and her sisters, the birdcage, but then she's also got her much more subtle performances and like, yes, don't get me wrong, she doesn't have like a big kind of Oscar scene in this where she's like crying or anything, but she has a way in this film where you see her on screen and even Alan Arkin, even though he kind of plays the more kind of typical dad, they have such a warmth to them when they're on screen and you kind of, and it's really comforting in a film list to kind of have characters like them in a kid's film to kind of fall back on and know they're the comfort people to watch on screen. Yeah, and she's also just, she is, in my opinion, one of the moving forces of the movie because she she's the one that kind of brings Edward into town, you know? And I thought that was very interesting. And I also think it's super interesting that she's going around selling these beauty products and she stumbles across Edward Scissorhands. And I just think that's something that's so ironic and so nice of the movie kind of blending in like the, you know, be the commercialized beauty and then Edward Scissorhands. And obviously the movie kind of talks about how, you know, even though he's different, he should still be appreciated. That's obviously something that's really important with this movie. And I really like her character. I like how she's brought up. And I also like that in a way her and Edward can relate because when she's going around town, people kind of are ignoring her. They're kind of like fed up with her. They're done with her because she keeps selling all of these products and stuff. And I feel like she's almost like a running joke in the town, kind of like Edward will be in a couple of scenes to come in the movie. So I like that they both found each other and I like that she's almost like the moving force of like what starts the plot, what starts the conversation of being different, of bullying and all of that that this movie brings. Last thing I want to bring up though is like, I hate to be picky, I mean don't be wrong, I am a blokey bloke I guess and maybe it's from where I come from but just a question for you personally Jennifer, if you discover a guy who's got fucking scissors for hands, pale shit, do you then only not run away, do you then invite them to your house? Oh, um, I would run away. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, oh my god, don't do that to, don't do that to Edward. But I mean, I, is it bad of me to say that I would probably run away? Like, <laughs> if I hadn't seen this movie, because I feel like now if I see this, you know, I'll be like, oh my god, Edward Scissorhands. No, he's probably not that bad. You know what I mean? But yeah, it is, it is a human reaction to do that. But you know. I think the movie kind of critiques on humanity in a way with that because I think I really I really like how Tim Burton with this movie and this is why I think this is one of his best movies. He takes the whole idea of like a monster and humanizes it because I think if you didn't know what this movie was about, I mean when actually when I did first see this movie and they showed us like the poster, oh we're going to watch Edward Scissorhands, I thought he was going to be the bad guy. That is what I thought it was going to be because he I mean, he just, I mean, he, you, you said it, he has scissors for hands. Like, what is that? I thought that was, this was going to be some type of like horror movie or something. But when you watch the movie, the true villains, the true monsters are the people in this town. And I, I think 
I think that's one of my favorite things about it too. It's just like, wow, like the, the, this, these people in this town are the ones that are actually the, the horrible ones and not the, not the guy that, you know, you would run away from in a sense. So I think that's also something super interesting about this script. I love that about it. And that's something I really appreciate about actually watching this because I did know it's most kind of um, family kids films or films in general, like someone like Edward would be the bad guy. And then it's like Mm -hmm. these normal people, you kind of watch how they interact and how they kind of work together in order to kind of defeat this one bad thing. But something I appreciate how they turned on his head and how it's Mm -hmm. kind of weird to bring, it's kind of weird to bring this kind of message into a kid's film, but like it's kind of interesting how they kind of use Edward's hands and they show how a society can can um, kind of be judgmental or mm-hmm. kind of smite down on an individual. Yeah, especially, you know, someone which I, it's one of my favorite qualities about Edward. I love how childlike he is. He's very excited about a lot of things and he's also very willing to um, accommodate to other people's needs. Like he, he really, you know, I understand people being afraid of him, but throughout the movie, he really does his best to try to fit in and be in this town and like really want to just... I don't know how to phrase it but like I don't know just to be one of them like the what he wants the most is to be like a human like I mean to be like these people and they just don't accept him no matter how hard he tries I mean they just take him for a fool and I think that's a really really interesting take an important aspect of this movie that people especially the people in this town they will just never be satisfied because they're they'll always see him as different and that's that's unfortunately a problem that you know if you take it into real life it's something that happens a lot and that's why i think this movie has aged beautifully because concepts of this movie even though this came out years ago you can apply today and you can apply to a couple of years ago and just keep going and it's something that you know this conversation that this movie you know has people talking about like us right now is literally stuff that people talk about with real life and that's why i think a movie like this is so important and you know, I, I, it, it, I, this is a movie that I like a lot, and I've never actually researched where this movie came from. Like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if you know if it's based off something or where the writers, you know, came up with this movie, but I'd be really interested if they like, if it, if it was something that they, that they came up with based on society or if it's something from Tim Burton's personal life. Like, I'd be very curious about that. <laughs> Now, um, Tim Burton has actually said that um, he wouldn't ever make a sequel of this because it would remove the film's purity. I was just wondering if you have any thoughts on that. I uh, I agree with that. I mean, I think this is a movie that doesn't really need another another part. I hope they never remake it, but you know, we're we're in the day of remakes. Oh, Jennifer, it will happen. I will literally like no, literally when it happens, you're. I have to go back to this of me saying I don't want it to happen because I I don't. I'll I tag think... you a bit on Twitter. Like, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> I think a really big like I don't know I just think if you're gonna remake something or make a sequel it needs to have a purpose and I think the story could continue and like I feel like maybe it could but it's just like I like the way it ended it it ends in a very bittersweet way because he he got his revenge on this guy but at the end of the day he can't go out anymore and he turned into the villain that these people made him be pretty much and I, I kind of like that like I remember when I first saw it and just still seeing it it kind of just punches you in the heart like that ending and I think that would kind of be taken away if they make a second story or something so I agree with that I hope they never do but I don't know I feel like, like you said, they, they might do it someday I don't know 
That I, I do take issue with the ending for that reason though, because I've always really? kind of I've always thought I I, I like the idea of making right, yeah. I like the idea of it kind of not being the most feel good of endings where it does make mm -hmm. Edward look like the bad guy in the end. But something yes. I take issue with is that this film kind of like spends its whole time with this message of like don't judge people, like don't take people mm -hmm. just for who they are or what they look like, kind of get to learn about people. Yeah, right. But something i took take issue with is that i it makes the whole film feel pointless as if at the end of the day you especially in the kids film you don't feel like there's an emotional journey because you never really feel like these people ever take edward for who he is and that's sad but i feel like it would have been much more rewarding for an audience and would have had a much better kind of message if they kind of let the people in this film see edward for who he is rather than just kind of have this whole film about kind of have this whole film about kind of um being nice to people just to then have Edward look like the bad guy anyway yeah no I I can understand that and I think that's why I think I said at the beginning this movie takes risks because I think the ending is very risky I've always liked it just because I think it's in a I I, I mean and and to be fair it's taken not that I didn't like it when I first saw it, but I think over the years I've appreciated it. It's kind of in a weird way, like a harsh reality for some cases. And I think, I think it just goes back to that, like people, like that whole thing that people just, if, you know, not saying that they can't be redeemed, but um, sometimes it, 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 sadly, it's the way it is. People just aren't going to change their mind. And like, I think, I think although I do wish we would have gotten that for Edward, I, it makes me feel very sad every single time I watch it because I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we're so close. We were so close. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a, I think I like the ending, but I, I get where you're coming from because I do think that could have, I, I wonder if that was an ending, how how different I would feel about it, you know? But I it, it is something that I think I did want for the character. But at the same time, you know, not to sound like cheesy, but sometimes people don't get what they want. And it's kind of what happened with Edward Scissorhands in a, in a really sad and unfortunate way, because although um, he got, you know, he sort of thought he got what he wanted by um, killing, I forgot the character's name. I, I just saw the movie. Um, oh, I'm looking now because I've forgotten as well. Holy Jim. I, Jim. Okay. Yeah. Jim, you know, he got, he got that, but you know that is kind of what they wanted because now he is the real a real type of monster you know what i mean but also i just realized jim kim that's kind of funny <laughs> i just like i don't know why my brain never like realized that jim kim okay yeah <laughs> moving on um my next question was if you had to have an idea for a sequel do you kind of like know what it would be like where do you think the story could go if you had to decide i ooh, uh and that's kind of a tough one i don't know because i don't want it to happen like i just don't know what route they could go with because i i don't know i don't know what route they could go with because like they i just don't i just literally don't know what they could do like do you have any ideas like actually because i'm thinking if they go if you know obviously it'd be in the future or maybe they could do like a prequel in a weird way like kind of how like with the creator guy maybe they could do that and maybe i think that would kind of be better because i just don't think like continuing it like him going back into town or or like a new generation finding out about edward scissorhands i feel like that would be so like not good for this movie i don't like the idea of um edward kind of going into new generation because it feels like such a film of its time an idea i did have mm -hmm. is that it's set right after the first film 
Yeah. And like, because basically, I mean, yeah, he falls in love and everything, but that's about it. I feel like they could use the sequel as more of an opportunity to watch him grow on an emotional level and kind of become more human. And yeah. it kind of would also give enough opportunity to like, it would be a good message that so basically he comes out of this building, he then like on like a venture to kind of find the love of his life. And then through there, like, it could be a film about how, you know, the truth always like kind of um, prevails, they find out that he's innocent. Mm-hmm. It could be then about these people finally accepting it with hands. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of so a bit like Avengers, a bit like how Avengers Infinity War ends, so how Avengers yeah, Endgame right. ends. You're left and then the bittersweet ending in the first one, but in the second one, yeah. there's still some bit of sweetness to it, but mm-hmm. a lot of it's wrapped up. Yeah, that could be nice. I just think it's so weird because if they do remake it, they'd probably recast them, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think would be weird. Like, I mean, I don't know if they would cast Johnny Depp, they would cast Winona Ryder because they are older, so they'd have to do a lot of like. Well, not only that though, but Diana Westland and Arkin are both. I don't want to be offensive, but they're both very, very old now. <laughs> yeah. No, but like even you know, I love Winona Ryder. She looks great, but like, they she does not look like a. I don't know how young she was when she did the movie, but she looked very young. So she was. Oh wow, she was out. She was nineteen when this was being filmed. Oh wow, our age. Yeah, she just doesn't look nineteen anymore. Winona Ryder. So. <laughs> That's just made me feel very depressed. I'm 19 in a blockbuster film and um, what am I doing right? with my life? That's crazy. Well, whatever. We're here talking about Edward Scissorhands. It's still as cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So, something I do with my usual... Oh, you might want to close your IMDb for this. So, uh-huh. something that I do with my other co-host is that... So, you may know I... I love the award circuit. I specialise in it. Mm-hmm. So something I like to do, I like to go over the major precursors and I'll tell him what how many it was nominated for, how many it won for, and he has to guess the nominees and winners. Yeah. Okay, so you down for that? Sure, I feel like I'm definitely going to lose and do a really bad job at it. As long as we're having a good time, that's all that matters. So yeah, we'll, true. So we'll start with the Academy Awards. So it was nominated for one thing. What do you think that was? Production design? Mm, it's a disgusting snub, but no and no again. Uh, trying to think. Screenplay? No, what the heck was it nominated? Well, I mean, not that it shouldn't deserve to be nominated for other things, but... How do you not nominate the, the production design? I'm sorry, but... Yeah. Um, I'd say, I mean, we're going to, I don't want to spawn anything, but we're going to go into a bit more of that with another award circuit, uh-huh. but it should have been in the winning conversation. Like, obviously, the juxtaposition between Edwards Castles and the suburban neighbourhood, the kind of the warmth it has compared to where mm-hmm. he lives. Not only that, though, but the production design of the um, houses, both inside and out, it adds, it, it adds a whole new environment to the film. And, um, and also, it's, I, I, not to cut you off, sorry, I'm a bad um okay. the production design is also really incredible because you have like i like the colors of the movie because it just looks so inviting but it's like this neighborhood is so inviting but these people are pure evil like they, they suck and you wouldn't expect that from this really nice looking neighborhood and it's like and it's also almost like edward scissorhands point of view and perspective of this town because he he's so excited to like see these people and they're all really rude so i'm very surprised it didn't get nominated for that and i like what they do there it's kind of um it trigger plays on the audience and the viewers where you'd think that there'd be lovely people invite him and then it's kind of like a big letdown when you realise that these are in fact cruel people who have 
it's it's weird and I don't want to seem insensitive but obviously with the racism issues we're having in the stage right now it is kind of in a way kind of weird how kind of relevant it is now where it just shows that in this suburban neighborhood where everyone's wealthy and they should be well educated people are still so willing to judge people just because of who they look like yep Mm -hmm. it's very sad that it's still relevant today so yeah Yeah. anyway we we are a comedy podcast we will not get all political yes so um we still haven't got to it yeah no i nearly moved on wait 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 i need to get it (laughs) wait is makeup a category well done that's right okay i was like thinking i'm like i don't remember makeup as a category that's like so fake of me to forget but i think it will it did it win or did it only get nominated only got nominated i mean (laughs) throwback to when suicide scored one best makeup for the oscars Anyway, the Golden Globes, I'm really surprised by this. It was only nominated in one category when you think it'd be, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've just been shot myself. So it was nominated in one category at the Golden Globes. Do you know what that would be? I want to say production design, but I feel like it's not that, no? Mm-hmm. The Golden Globes actually have a lot more limited. So they have, um, I'll, I'll give yeah. you a little bit of help as you as you um, may not know. So the, um, the Golden Globes acting categories are split into best actor or actress, comedy, mm. um, comedy musical, and then drama. Um, best drama? Mm. I've been so bad at this. This is so embarrassing to anybody listening. It's I okay. promise I know my film trivia. I just don't, do not know my award trivia. Um, You'll be an expert by the end of the podcast. Yes, I will. We'll oh my god, you're pretty, I don't know. I don't know what it is because I'm not that familiar with the goal. Like I always <sighs> did. It, did they win Best Actor or Actress? You're right, you're on the wrong. You're on the right line. Actor? Did Johnny Depp win? Mm, nominated. nominated in what particular category? I'm trying to think because I consider Edward Scissorhands a drama. I think. Did, no. Not to them. Well, the other one would be comedy? comedy. Yeah, that's right. It was nominated for Best Actor in Comedy Musical. Shockingly, it didn't get nominated in the Best um, Motion Picture Comedy Musical, which is usually tough on the right of the alley. So I'm going to have a quick look now at what else was nominated, and we may be laughing at what they nominated instead. That is, uh, now that I think about it, I think it's funny that they combine comedy and musical together. Do they combine drama with anything else, or it's just... No, and that's the thing. They should be different categories, and it's a big conversation happening, because a comedy and a musical are completely different Yeah, things. I feel like there's musicals that are, I mean, I just, I don't know, I just feel I, like... I think it's bad that, you know, have you seen Tick, Tick, Boom? Yes, I have. Did actually. you like I it? Really liked it? I, I really liked it. I mean, yeah. and, um, they, um... And that's nowhere near a comedy. That's very much a musical drama. Mm, exactly. So I, I think they need to like split to drama, sure. musical, comedy. Because mm-hmm. like, a film like an action film, like an action film can kind of weave in drama, comedy, something like that. Yeah. But comedies, um, dramas and musicals are very specific films. And I feel like they should be respected yeah, and for I, that. And I, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like a musical is like, they, there could be musicals of any genre, if that makes sense, even though musicals are their own genre. Like like you you were just saying, like, Ticks and Boom is very much a drama musical. Exactly. Um, so I think that is very interesting that they have them together. I wonder why they even did that in the first place. I don't know. That's going to really that's really annoying me that because that's just ridiculous. Okay. So 
Oh God! Right, this is exactly why oh, the Golden Globes are ridiculous and why they were cancelled this year. Um, I'm looking at the best performance um in a motion picture comedy mu- com- musical mm-hmm. comedy actor. Did you want to know what the other nominees were? Yes, I, I would like to know because in I terms of that. in terms of nominees, mm-hmm. it was Macaulay Culkin for Home Alone, great. Johnny mm-hmm. Depp for Scissorhands, Richard Gere Pretty Woman, and Patrick Swayze for Ghost. Oh. Now they're now they're all known performances in known films. Yeah, wait, did, wait a minute. For Ghost was nominated. Yeah, that's that's just weird. That's I, not that's that not a comedy. comedy or musical. I actually just I really like that movie. I just rewatched it. That is not a comedy or a that, musical. No. What? That's ridiculous. <laughs> that that yeah. didn't even pass my mind. That's a sad film. It's not someone whose husband yeah, dies. Like, it's, it's it's just. I mean, I guess they could say it's comedy because of um. I don't know Whoopi Wahlberg's performance, but like, I would. Well, no, like, that that doesn't make it a comedy though. It's just a comedian. Yeah, it's just she's funny, but I'm just saying, like, I guess maybe, but it's just I would still believe it's a drama. I mean, I think I think it's drama. That is so weird. Oh my god. That's okay, really wait. weird. I and... need to contact the Golden Globes now and be like, hey, what 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 were you thinking? <laughs> Who's making these decisions? <laughs> well, it's a thing called category four. So basically, sometime it wouldn't have been the Golden Globes choice. Actually, it would have been the um, uh-huh. studio because what they like to do, they like to um, if they feel like they got a better chance in a certain category. Like it happens uh, sometimes where they'll nom- they'll try and get people nominations and supporting actor when they're actually lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they probably thought, well, we've got a lot of competition. So I'm having a look at the mm-hmm. drama films, and yeah. so basically, some of the films that are in contention were Dancers with Wolves, Goodfellas, um, Avalon, um, Reversal of Fortune, um, Godfather Part Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, so they probably were like, well, we've got this strong competition, so let's put it in. Um, let's put it in comedy musical because there's less competition there. Because I'm looking at the comedy musicals now, um, and the other nominees were nominees were Green Card, Dick Tracy, Ghost, Home Alone. Oh, that's actually pretty good. This is a pretty good lineup: Dick Tracy, Ghost, Home Alone, Pretty Woman. Anyway, so do you want to know who the winner was that year? I do. That was going to be my question right now. Gerard Deputy. I have no idea who that even is. Do you? I do not know who that is. For a movie called Green Card, which is the one film I haven't heard of. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) Judging by his IMDb, it just looks like another dumb comedy. I'm just going to look at his um, score now. But it just goes to show how ridiculous it is. (laughs) Okay. I mean, congrats. Well done, Jared Duffy. I mean, look, I need to judge. Like, you know, it's not his fault he won. Have you seen anything lately in the theaters? In the theater, yeah. Oh my god, I go to the theater all the time. Um, I go all I saw, the time. I saw House of Gucci. I saw which... that today with my um. What did you think about it? I didn't think I, it was bad. I really liked it. I really okay, liked it. Thank you. The way that like I went into it and I was like, cause you know, people on Twitter have like not been liking it. And I was like kind of scared. I was like, oh gosh. And then I ended out and I, I came out and I'm like, was I supposed to not like it? Because I really enjoyed it. Well, that's the thing, because I go and see films as soon as they come out, because that's like my thing. And because I cover the awards, sometimes I get to see them. Right, yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but sometimes if I'm lucky, this isn't like a usual thing for me, but I sometimes get to see them early. If not, I go see them at the very first day. But I actually waited because one, I'd heard people say it wasn't good anyway, so I wasn't gonna rush out and see it. And two, my girlfriend wanted to go see it, so I promised I'd go see it with her. To be fair, though, I really, really liked it. I don't get what the massive issue yeah, is. Yeah, I really liked it, too. Actually, I was, like, um, today I was writing up a review for it, and I'm like, oh, I think, I hopefully I don't get hate, because I just, I liked it a lot. 
I thought it was very good. Um, I just enjoyed myself. I just think it was a very fun movie. So I just, I just really enjoyed it. I just, I don't understand why people hate it. I really don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't understand. Yeah, I really don't understand either. I'm like, did we see the same movie? <laughs> what did you think of No Time to Die? Um, I liked it. Uh, I am. Well, I don't want to. Is this going on the episode or talk about? Yeah, I put on like a little intro at the start, and I'll say this episode contains spoilers for so and so, so and so. So you can say you can say what you want. Don't feel worried about what you have to say. Well, I actually thought it was a very good movie. I did not expect him to die. No. I didn't expect him to die. I was like, and then when he died, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I liked it. What did you think about it? I love. I mean, I've got a tattoo, so you'd think I'm a big fan. But yeah, I love, love, love bond like more than anything in the world mm-hmm. and the weird thing is when i first saw it i took massive issue with him dying i just didn't like it wasn't the fact he died i just couldn't get over the idea that he was like oh there's no way i've got i've, I've got to die like you know yeah. i can never be cured from this infection but it's like i find it hard to believe in this world where this thing exists they can't create a cure and it really bothered me and That's but true. then i i saw it over and over again and on the fourth time i don't know what it was it was a bit in it where he says um I'm not going to make it. And it had an emotional reaction with me and I was actually crying at it. And I was like, I don't really know what happened that fourth time. Yeah. I think that's because I came to terms with the ending by then and I kind of accepted it more for just what it is. I, you know, I, you're way more of a bigger James Bond fan than I am. Um, but I, ne- I I don't have a problem with him dying. I think, like, I, I think the way he won was like pretty good for his character. But um, I, thought the mo- I, think I, th- I thought the movie was good. I expected to love to love it a little bit more. Like I definitely, um, I still love Casino Royale and Skyfall more than I like No Time to Die. But I, I still think I still think it's a really good movie. Um, and yeah, I just think it was a good movie. Like I, you know, I will say something, and I don't know if you can agree with me, but with this pandemic and stuff, I think a lot of movies that have taken forever to come out, like. Because when this movie was first announced, I was very, very hyped for it. I was really excited for it. I'm going. I saw this opening night with my family. Like I was still really excited to watch it and stuff. But I don't know. It feels like I was just like I've waited so long for this movie, and like it. It was just I thought it was good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think if you told me this myself, like, years ago, like I, I think if I had like not to say that. I mean, because I do think the theatrical experience does have something to say when I watch a movie. Like I saw. A movie that I recently saw that changed when I saw it at home was Last Night in Soho. I still liked it when I saw it at home, but I liked it a little bit less than when I saw it in the in the theater. It wasn't as grand as that. But point is, I think if I saw this movie when it was supposed to come out, if the pandemic hadn't happened and a lot of things would have been differently, I think for some reason I would have liked it a little bit more just because I think I would have just been like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I'm not making any sense, but I just think the hype would have been there more. But, but I still think yeah. the movie was good. Because you know, I, I, I feel like... Is where when the pandemic first came about and like we were having all these films postponed, I think you'll remember as well as I was, it was like really gut wrenching just seeing all these films. Yeah, like the only, I'm not even joking, the only film that came out last year that I actually saw that year that I was was so excited for was um, Charles of Chicago 7 because I'm a huge Aaron Sorkin fan and um, Tenet. Apart from that, everything has been postponed like now and some even like later than now. Um, but I've got to be honest with you, at this point, like a lot of films that are coming out that I was excited for and was upset to even postpone, like with their release coming up, I'm just kind of like, eh, feels like old news at this point. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. Like, and it, it, it's a shame that that happens because I remember being very excited for it, but now I've just like, I've heard about it being delayed 
so many times and it's kind of just like I'm over it in a sense because I don't know it's very it's very interesting like what this like what this pandemic has done to like the movie industry I think because um I'm curious to know like just just what the audience think about this because like it happened to me with so many movies where I'm just like you know it was good but like eh, you know yeah and like um what was I gonna say um like with Bond, obviously, it was different. I'm a huge fan. I was always going to be excited. But, like, West Side Story's coming out this week. That's been postponed for over a year. I yeah. literally just... I just... I'm just not feeling the hype for it anymore. Like, I've heard it's really good. Um, Dune, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, everything, basically. Yeah, I, was just kinda... I, I did love Dune, though, but I get that. Oh, Dune was so good, though. When I saw it, I was like, well... Yeah. It was actually better the second time for me. I don't know why. I need to rewatch it. But I really liked it when I saw it. Like, honestly. I think I... Looking at it right now, I have it as my fifth favorite of the year. I really, really liked it. I need to start doing what you and some of us do, where like I keep a rank of all my films because I just don't do it. But um, it's oh yeah, I thought I would forget. <laughs> I would so forget like what, how much I enjoyed a movie. You know what I mean? Do you know what your current number one is? Yes. Um, right now it's Encanto. I really liked it. Oh, I, I just I interviewed um Jermaine Franco who did the score really that recently. Liked it. And my number two is In the Heights. I don't know. I just. I just think they did a very good job at representing the the community. I loved it. And not even that, it's just, I think they're both really great stories too. Like not even because I feel personally connected to them in a sense because of that, but I just think they're very good stories and I, and I loved it. And also In the Heights, I mean, I just have a very special place in my heart because it was like, it's like, it's, it's to this day, it's still the biggest screening I have gone to because oh, really? Leslie Grace, um, oh my God. Well, they were there. I forgot. Oh my God. Jimmy Smith was there. He came here to Miami. And wow. the actress, I, I can't believe I just forgot her name, who plays Abuela Claudia. She also came. And I was just like, wow. Anyway, we move along to my home turf, the BAFTAs. It was nominated in three categories and nominated in one more and one. So can you predict? First of all, can you guess the one that it won in? I'm going to keep rooting for production design. I'm going to. Well done. It won? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and you said it was nominated for two other categories? Three others, actually. One that's oh, actually quite three. surprising. Uh, BAFTA's really munched this up. Um, I'm going to go with makeup. Do they have a makeup category? Mm-hmm. Correct. Well done. Um, score? Mm, nope. Mm, screenplay? I'm storing for that because I think it has a No, screen. sorry. I'd be, to be fair, if it came out today, I'd be rooting for it in screenplay. Um, is costume its own category, or is that kind of weird? Yep, well done. Yeah? Oh. Yeah, it was, um, it was done by the great Co- Colleen um, Outwood. She's a Ooh. full-time Oscar nominee. Yeah, she was the yeah. surprise. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. We learn something new every day. I'm like, yeah, I love her. Um, one more, I'm trying to think. Think very technical. Directing? No, even that well, that would have been a cool nominee. Yeah, I mean, I would, I wouldn't expect it. No offense to Tim Burton, but I was just like technical. Like, I don't want Tim Burton's watching. He's mad. Um, I don't know what other cinematography. Um, no, think more computer job. Visual effects. Well done. Yeah, and I was actually quite surprised to see that because I don't think there's many. I mean, obviously, it's easy to I wouldn't this. even. I literally got it because you said computer. What? I mean, I'm trying to think. 
But I mean, good for I them, mean, I guess. Edward Zum House is obviously the like dark sky and lightning, and I think that was. The yeah, effect. no, I mean, yeah, but. But I apart just... from that, I mean, the thing is though, it's easy to say that. I mean, I was, you remember that? You, you know, nineteen seventeen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was saying that about that, but then, like, when you watch it, you realize how many, how much visual effects is in it. So I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to no, be too of judgmental, course, yeah. But oh, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there's many visual effects in it. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess it's because like when I don't know when I think of visual effects, I think of like Star Wars, Marvel. You know what I mean? But it's that's interesting that it won. I would have, I literally would not have guessed that if you hadn't given me the computer code, like, the computer hint. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, I have we have got over an hour's worth of content there. So um, me and Jennifer have got some things we'd like to discuss about in private. So we're going to end the podcast there. But I just want to give another another massive thanks to Jennifer Vega for saving the podcast and guest hosting. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And to anybody that hasn't seen Edward Scissorhands, even though we kind of spoiled some stuff, you should watch it because what are you doing with your life? Go watch Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Go watch it with Scissorhands and um, learn more about your rewards than Jennifer knows. <laughs> and then come on the podcast and we'll test your knowledge there. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. There Bye. we go.